0: awake on a Monday are the Cardinals. That remains to be seen. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals Podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Like and subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's bull Brock, live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. And uh we uh we've been digging our heels in here at PHNX 10 plus hours, and this team rewards us. With a big fat goose saying, (laughs) on the first day of free agency, it's not the end of the world, Bob Brock.
1: But what do you make of this first day for our Redbirds? Oh, man. Hurry up and wait with the new regime. We couldn't wait to see what the new look Arizona Cardinals were going to look like. And we're just going to have to play wait and see with them. And that's all fine. Like, I'll I'll tweet out there, and and I'll look like I'm panicking on the bird on Twitter. It's like, hey, where are the moves? Where are the moves? Find someone, do something. Calm down. They're they're giving me the Aaron Rodgers. They're saying R-E-L-A-X, relax. And it's just like, well, I just want to be able to break down some moves. Forgive me for being enthusiastic and excited about the new Arizona Cardinals who aren't giving us anything. So it's not a matter of, hey, they need to be making moves. If there is a plan in place and Monty Austin Ford is waiting and seeing on some of these free agents, I'm cool with it. But I want to talk Um, about some freaking moves. Yeah. This roster's it's not any good. They need some new
0: players. <laughs> uh, we're of the opinion, though, most of those guys are going to come next month in the NFL draft,
1: but they do need to add, and they're right. going to be busy. Uh, they have and, 51 uh, players on their roster, and, and we're not trying to get there. It's not like, hey, you only got two more spots to go. No, you got to get to 90. So that's not all going to come via the draft, the eight picks that they have right now, plus some undrafted free agents. Like you don't go from fifty-one to ninety just on first-year players. That's not a great strategy. Yeah, there's there's gonna they're going to add anywhere between you know fifteen to twenty free agents, and uh, you know it's gonna happen. It's just you want to be part of the excitement on day one. That's that's all I'm saying. I'd yeah, love I just that. still have we're to good. feel the thrill of a a tampering window opening again and the Cardinals being tied to a decent football player. Is that too much to ask? Uh, So we ran down Jonathan Gannett,
0: the combine remind me what he said to us, Bo about when they're going to start their off season activities. Wasn't it? They could start like super early Mm -hmm. because they have a new coach and a new GM, but he's going to give them more time with their families, but it's going to start somewhere after like the first of April? Isn't that so what he said?
1: The uh, the teams with a new coach can have, they get an extra OTA, right? To kind of yeah. get up to speed with the new system and all that. And the the first round of that opens up the first week of April. So I believe like April 3rd through 8th, uh, there's that window. And we've heard that the Arizona Cardinals are going to start uh, the week after Easter. So yeah. they're going to start on the back end of that. So they've got a, bit, a little bit of time between now and then uh, to get some players in the door. So that the point I was making there is that that's
0: the window of time to sign players to get them on the field for OTAs. And what? That's about a, roughly about a month out. Mm-hmm. Um, but as Brian points out, no time time signings. I feel better. And you should because here's the <laughs> thing. Look what the, the Bears are doing. Uh-huh. And, and they're making some nice moves. But a lot of those feel like overpays, in my opinion. You know, I got people yelling and screaming at me. We should have signed Javon Hardgraves. No one wants to come here and play for Jonathan Gannon. The Niners aren't paying Brock Purdy or Trey Lance anything. Like, they're they're being rewarded for mm-hmm. drafting and developing well, and they can go splurge on a couple guys. And it's the same thing that the Cardinals did with Kyler Murray and J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins once upon a time. That time is over. And so the Cardinals have to be methodical on how not only they do this rebuild, but this rebuild with Kyler Murray's robust contract, Bo. So yeah, I-, I think that, again, yeah, they're – there are some mid-level deals that they're going to be. They have to sign a starting center. They have no interior offensive line, mm-hmm. right? They have no They have no. You know, outside linebacker opposite Isaiah Simmons. They've got some issues, I, I would argue, a pass rusher and cornerback. So it, it's not like they're going to go and sit out all free agency. And I, if, if you're of the opinion, if you watch this show, we never felt like they were going to be in on the big dogs anyway. Yeah. So why really is it a
1: surprise? Why is it a surprise that they've been so mum on on day 1?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it most fit, of the guys it doesn't are fit going how today. they
1: how they attacked rebuilding their front office. It doesn't fit how they attacked building Jonathan Gannon's first coaching staff. They they seemed like they were very well equipped and, and had a great idea of what direction they wanted to go as far as, you know, front office and their coaching staff. You thought that they would have a similar approach to free agency and they and, and that not necessarily the guys That everybody is coveting, you know, the Javon Hargrave that's going to command the big contract, but they'd have a guy, okay, this guy fits what we're going to do. He's got that adaptability that we like, the guy that can play with the, uh, the, the, he said, the uh, violent on the field, physicality, all that, the speed. Uh, that they had a good idea who that was. But we've got some intel as far as, you know, Monty's the one working the phones right now. Monty's the yeah. guy that's working on this roster building. It, it doesn't really have anything to do with Jonathan Gannon. I'm sure, you know, Gannon sold us from the very jump that this was going to be a collaboration. But I think this is pretty much, this is primarily Monty Austin department. And Jonathan Gannon, he's going to be told, hey, we got this guy. And then Jonathan Gannon's going to get up to speed on who those players are and then see how they fit in on his roster and how they fit schematically.
0: Yeah, we got, I mean, we got pinged this morning. I got pinged from a source basically telling me that Gannon wasn't even aware of the, the hardgrave signing when it happened. He's not in a war room. I don't think we've been told with Monty Austin Ford, working mm-hmm. the phones. Like they, It's kind of separating, you know, the two entities and that's what you want, right? Like we, we want them to be on the same page. I'm sure he gave Monty Austin Ford a grocery list of things he needed, right? Things he'd like to see. And then Monty's gonna go out and, and add those players, whatever they look like. Now, you know, on the two names I had heard, Bo, Marcus Epps and and um and White, the linebacker from Philadelphia, uh Epps has gone to to the Raiders, six million per year, twelve million total. That's too much for the Cardinals to spend already with two starting safeties. Yeah. But I was told after the Super Bowl. Gannon went up to both those players individually and said, I'm going to be in touch wherever mm-hmm. I land. Um, and so again, money talks and shit walks. Cardinals have money, but how much can you invest on that position? Right. I still think they they have interest in Kaiser White, as we mentioned. But again, it's 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 dollars and cents here. Who are they going to be able to prioritize? They'd love to be able to bring all the ex-Eagles here. But again, they're not going to be able to go spend $80 million in Javon Hargraves because right. the San Francisco 49ers aren't paying a quarterback $50 million. Right. So it, it's all. It's all relative, right? And the Cardinals want to be known as a draft and developed team and then supplementing minor needs, an occasional splash, but minor needs in free agency. So it would be, I think, a little bit backwards for them to start free agency and just say, hey, we got, you know, it's like, what did we tell everybody on this show What last week? I said, don't worry about the cap space because it's moot because they're not going to go out and spend all of their cap space. Mm -hmm. They're going to let it roll over what the bears do this off last off season. They rolled over like $80 million in cap space because they didn't have enough good players to sign and they didn't sign players just to sign players. Now I I would argue they're doing that now, but they're trying to, they're trying to win the North next year, right? Cardinals are still, I think, finding their footing of who they are. And Bo, I think the most frustrating thing is you would like to see one move, one singular move, like rip the bandaid off and say, okay, here's a player. We like, we're bringing him in. He's part of the new era of Cardinal football. We don't really have that yet. We've got a Greg Dorch holdover, which is great. We love Greg, but everything else, it's like, just it's mom. They're not even connected to anybody right, right. now.
1: You want to you want to see what the caliber of player that they view as worthy of, of starting, right. kick starting this thing for the new era of Arizona Cardinal football, right? You just want to see that. Where yeah, I agree with Kevin here. It's kind of like Ground Groundhog Day in the movie, right? It, all things that change also remain the same I mean you get Steve Kime out of the building but now you've got Monty Austin kind of pulling a similar 2022 offseason as he is here in 2023 so it's it's just interesting uh but it's inevitable at this point right because you got to get from 51 players to 90 players it's somehow and it's going to include a bunch of free agent ads and it's just not day one tampering window additions it's it's likely going to be you know tomorrow but like Where's the D hop trade, right? Where 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 is it? where is all the things that you know we thought were going to happen? Uh, where are they at this point? Um, I mean, we, we're seeing a lot of teams overspend. I think that the Cardinals are in a position where you've got a team like the Chicago Bears that had nearly a hundred million dollars in cap space. And you pretty much just have to sit back and let them, if they're going to overpay for somebody at a position that you viewed as a need or a player that you tabs as, okay, this is where he fits financially for us, that they can just go and overspend by a couple million dollars. It's like, you look at their linebackers, you look at the guard that they got from Tennessee who we identified as, is a potential fit for the Cardinals that has ties to Monte Asifort in his Titans days. And then he goes, he gets three for $30 million. I mean, to, to play guard for the Chicago Bears, it's just you just kind of have to play the wait and see uh, game with that with with the NFL free agency, and and that's unfortunate because we wanted to see right out of the gates. It was the, from the very you know uh, green light. You wanted the Arizona Cardinals to be just kind of have a few moves to see what the new roster could potentially look like, what caliber of player Monty Ausmusfort views as his Cardinals going forward. Also, can we be real? Like this free agent class, it's
0: fine. It's not yeah. an all timer. Like, Uh -uh. look at what's being prioritized today. I I would argue it's not premium positions. Hardgraves was the number one free agent for a lot of people at 30 years old. Why? Because he plays a premium position. He's a defensive tackle. Everything else, it's like off-ball linebackers and guards and some centers, right? Some rotational defensive backs. It's not edge rusher. It's not top five to seven left tackles. Right, It's not true, true number one corners. There aren't elite receivers available in the free agent market. And there's not quarterbacks, notable no. quarterbacks that hit free agency. Those are the premium positions in the NFL. Those are the positions the Cardinals want to draft and develop and build around. And so if your team's like, I, I feel like we're banging on the Bears. We love our, our, our friends at CHGO. But it's like, at some point, you got to spend that money. That Terrell Edmonds contract, that's Jermaine, fine. Yeah. yeah. That that Tremaine, that's that's not a great deal, right? You're paying eighty million dollars for an off the ball linebacker. Cardinals don't want any part of those deals anymore. Right. That's a Steve Kime staple. That's a Steve <laughs> Kime move. You know, Nate, Dave, and the and these guys, like they're nice players. That's the equivalent to what the Cardinals did with Justin Pugh a few years ago, and that worked out. That he played for them all five years, albeit he took pay cuts a bunch of a bunch of the years toward the back end. But nothing is irreversible. No one's irreplaceable, right? I, I would argue like the most damaging offseason I can ever remember is when Kurt Warner retired and they traded Anquan Bolden, right? And then they let Antrell Rowe go as a free agent. They lost Carlos Stansby. That's like DEFCON 5. Mm-hmm. This is not that, right? And even if they lose Byron Murphy and Zach Allen, which I think they will. I don't I don't I don't have this source. I don't think either one of them are coming back. I think Byron Murphy's gonna get overpaid, and I think Zach Allen's got too much of a robust market for never playing under. Um, this regime, I, I think they're both going to be elsewhere. Cardinals will be fine. They'll recover. Will it hurt for, I don't know, eight games in the next year when you're playing rookie? Sure. But I also take solace in knowing if you're not jamming up the roster with a bunch of journeymen overpriced free agents, you're not blocking any of these high high draft picks. And that's what we'd be saying. What, did, what got celebrated, not by this show, but by the media locally last year at this time, Oh, Gardeck's back, and Tanner Vallejo, and Ben <laughs> Neiman, and all these signings—they were liabilities on Sunday. And then you wanted right. to see the rookies play, and then no, no, no—we we paid Dennis Gardeck all this money. We have to play him. People want to move on that on from that contract right now. So let's just let's take it. Let's take a deep breath. It's going to be all right because the Cardinals are going to have like umpteenth, 12 draft picks. I want to see them play. That's what yeah. I want to prioritize.
1: It's interesting. At Ninety-one Claycomb Broncos spent over one hundred fifty million dollars on offensive line alone. Like, they they spent eighty plus million dollars on a right tackle and wash Mike McGlinchey. I I just don't know if like I I agree. Like invest in your offensive line. Give Russ the best opportunity and chance he can. For the first but time, see, in order, in a let's see how he looks in the Cardinals. But they then, have to make it work with him. But but then also look all of his 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 top wide receivers want out of town. The guys that, yeah. that he has to deliver the ball are just like, fuck this. We want out. And then there's, yeah. so then they go overpay on the offensive line. It's like, great. That's fine. That, that's a good move. But they're also you're, you're two, your two organizations in different situations. I mean, as far as the Arizona Cardinals aren't even anywhere close to where Denver wants to go. I mean, this is a rebuild. So we'll see what the Arizona Cardinals do. I, I, I want to get back to what you said about Byron Murphy, because we see Jamel Dean, Sign a contract. What was it uh, four for fifty four million? Yeah, and Dean, I think is I don't think it's an argument. He's done a lot more in his NFL career than byron murphy has has done uh, down there in Tampa Bay. and if Dean's getting thirteen million dollars on average per season, and we're seeing reports that Byron Murphy can get sixteen million per season, I think that that's out the window. Goodbye. So so now we're getting back to where I think Byron Murphy could be in play for the Cardinals to come back. I mean, if if we're talking, you know, anywhere from like 8 to 12 million dollars, don't you say you need to get into those negotiations because he got to be I mean, he's a he's a young cornerback that you know, when healthy, he's he's a solid player for you. I don't see why the Arizona Cardinals should be letting those guys walk. Well, I agree with you. If you're in that ballpark, but we don't know is is the bridge
0: burnt? I mean, we talked about it last week. Byron's putting stuff on social media, celebrating being a free agent. And I also feel like you could you could talk yourself into he's younger, he's an ascending player who hasn't reached his his pinnacle yet. But I have limitations with him because predominantly is a slot corner. Does Jonathan Gannon value paying a slot corner twelve million dollars? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, you could make think, an argument. I think
1: twelve is the ceiling. Well, but that's what Byron
0: wants right now. But you can make an argument, and I'm not saying he's a better player today because he's not. Marco Wilson's a true outside corner. Right. Byron plays inside. I, I would argue Marco Wilson right now, based on his his years in the NFL, he started two full years. He's just as valuable to the Cardinals today, and I don't think that gets brought up as much. I think he's super talented, and I think Byron. I think Byron Murphy to me, like as much as I dog on Vance Joseph, like they tried to put him outside and it kind of worked but he got beat for a bunch of touchdowns. He was hurt this year. Margo Wilson played in almost every game, and mm-hmm. he plays outside. So I I think you can find, if, there, if, if Gannon and Austin Ford say, yeah, he's only a slot corner, we've seen enough tape, to me it's like, go find a slot corner in rounds three or four in the NFL draft. Don't pay Byron $12 million. But to your point, if it's eight to 10, and everybody wants to hug their pillow and feel better about the situation today, sure, you can go ahead and pay him that. But he's, but then... Don't tell me that we have to draft Christian Gonzalez 8th or 10th overall in a trade down. If I'm paying Byron Murphy, you know, eight figures, right, and I, I've got Marco Wilson playing good football in the year three, I don't want to take Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, but think high. about
1: how many corners you have to have to compete in this league.
0: Not for a team that has no defensive linemen. I would I would agree with you. You can You can have six corners that are B to B plus to A minus, but if you don't have any quality defensive linemen, I, I think it's a moot point.
1: Look, it, I, I think... If, Murray, if Murphy gets down to where you can get back to neutral as far as what you were going to pay him a year ago and lock him in a multi-year extension and he can continue to develop and develop yeah, probably at a better rate under a better defensive backs coach and Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollis, your new defensive coordinator, than he did under Vance Joseph. I mean, that that's exciting to me. We've seen Byron Murphy can play in this league. I think that's uh, that's enough to make me say, okay, if that price point comes down, I think that he's a guy that you can you can add and and, and you know start your your rebuild with. I'm not saying he's CB one or anything like that, but he's part of at least you know hey you got two serviceable cornerbacks and Byron Murphy Jr. and Marco Wilson going forward, and you're not overpaying for it. It's, it's more what he, he would as far as what the market is, the cost of just having that caliber of player on your roster. That's fine.
0: Yeah. And I like that he went to Jonathan Gannon's opening press conference. I think he wants to be here. Zach Allen too, but I mean, I, I would probably prioritize Zach Allen before Byron Murphy. What, sure. What, what, what's your opinion on that?
1: Yeah, like Byron and Murphy I Murphy over Zach. Allen? I think. I think uh, Zach. Allen, I think that's kind of how I've had it and how I viewed it. But I thought that you know teams were going to view his position as more of a premium position. Byron Murphy's, and they're looking at him and a okay, what have you done for me lately? You had a back injury, and you can primarily only play slots. So how valuable are you as far as how you stack up against the Jamel Deans of the world? Not as, not that valuable, and he got $13 million per season. So if he's around, you know, 8 to 10, that seems like it's more if you can just know that he can be a serviceable guy you're in defensive secondary, and you know what his ceiling is. We saw, I think, 2021, Byron Murphy is probably like the where he's played his best football. Where he had four picks, the game-changing pick against Jacksonville. He had the solid game against Devontae Adams. You know he gave it a touchdown. He gave up what two catches for twelve yards. Yeah. I mean that you know that that's pretty solid, especially when you get him in the hands of Jonathan Gannon. And, and maybe you could take him because he's still pretty young going into his his second NFL contract. But yeah, I mean Zach Allen, the only say strike against him is his inability to stay on the field season in season yeah. out. Like he's been injured. I mean, since both, guys were Boston College. both guys have been hurt. I mean, yeah.
0: that's, that's not great. And if you're, if this is Steve Kime, it's an, it's an easier argument because Steve said, well, I invested in you and you and I have to look my owner in the face and say, I used the 33rd overall pick and the first pick of the third round on both of these guys. I can't let both of them walk. Like if Steve Kime was still the GM for this team, I would expect, one or both to be back just because you <laughs> well, feel an obligation.
1: He just do no, just be, he, you know, kind that's how he operated. Yeah. He was like, Oh, I hit on those picks. So I'm going to reward them and reward myself. Right. Kind I walk a little taller? Like, Hey, they got their second deal. I hit on these guys in the draft because he didn't do that that often. I mean, no, he's, that's he's why he's it was victorious. ridiculous.
0: We let Hassan Reddick go. Yeah. He couldn't just open up the checkbook. Uh, another free agent center, uh, is locked up. The Panthers are re-signing center Bradley Bozeman, uh, according to uh, Carolina beat writer David Newton. Um, so not anybody of note, but serviceable is the starting center for a Carolina team, ran the football well last year. I would argue, above all else, like that that feels like the position to me that needs to be addressed sooner rather than later. Because as we saw last year, when the Cardinals shit the bed and had to plead to Rodney Hudson to come back out of retirement, get a starting center. Get somebody who can start 16 games next year, draft somebody, please God, in the first couple of rounds, develop that person behind whomever you sign. But that's such a pivotal position now in a division that not only boasts Aaron Donald, but you've got Hargraves now. We know Seattle's going to be aggressive, trying to get defensive line help in the draft, maybe as early as their first pick. I, I think that, to me, you have a responsibility, Kyler Murray, and whomever starts before Kyler Murray, to get help on the interior offensive line. I I like the tackles a lot for Arizona. They could still play in that space in the draft. It is unacceptable for you to get you know a couple weeks into free agency and not grab uh, a free agent center of note. You just can't let
1: it happen. Yeah. So wh- where are we looking right now? Because uh, Posich, uh, he re-signs with Cleveland. Probably the top center that was set to hit the market, and Cleveland made the great decision signing him to a three-year deal. Uh, You've got Ben Jones, who's, I think, 32 years old. He's a guy that's been injured a little bit, but great personality, solid when he's been healthy. Uh, He's somebody that could be a bridge to possibly developing uh, a rookie center, or if you decide that Acita Smith is somebody that you can work with at the position maybe going forward. But uh, it's not something that you want to just kind of leave up to training camp to figure out, uh, kind of like what happened, as you mentioned, with, with Ron, Rodney Hudson once he proved he couldn't be relied upon this season after they got coaxed him out of retirement. Let's get to a couple of these super chats real quick, Johnny. Yeah. We've got a couple of them. Uh, one, a great question right out of the gates. Our guy from uh, from Spain, Marmol, saying, what position will be the first free agent signing?
0: Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, stake my, my reputation on this. I think (laughs) I, I, I think they're going to sign Kaiser white. They could not, but, uh, because I put that out there, I'll say outside linebacker and everybody else say they have enough linebackers. What's going on. That market is also hot right now. And typically when that happens, you see deals compounded on top of each other, Bo, they get wrapped up relatively quick. There's been what, like 10 linebacker contracts that happened today whereas mm-hmm. there have been no wide receiver deals that have happened today and just one or two center deals. So if I had to guess, I would say they're going to add a linebacker from maybe Gannon's Super Bowl
1: defense to go alongside Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons.
0: I'm just yeah. guessing,
1: though. we got Eric Smith at $1.99 Super Chat. Just uh, Is he just donating close to 2 bucks? If he is, big thank you to Eric. If you do have a question, just follow up in the chat. Uh, and then Jason Krell, $1.99 Super Chat. What's up, guys? Quiet today. No panic. I like that. I like that confidence, Jason. I do. But and we're not panicking. We absolutely just want to be able to talk and, and kind of break down any type of move from this new Arizona Cardinals front office and coaching staff and what the new cards could look like. Just weren't given We didn't have any. We didn't have we're, any under the tree today. We're
0: selfish boys. We <laughs> wanted to be able to hide. We waited. I, I God love all of you that asked if we were having a show today. We couldn't promote the show. Because I, I told producer Emma and Bo, I said, I refuse to to do the rundown for the show yeah. until we have news. I, I need news. I need to be able to hear something via my phone or on Twitter that we can run with. And uh, we held out as long as possible. And so um, the best part of the day, though, is hanging with all of you, talking Cardinal football. And speaking of football, right now on DraftKings, you can get all of the NFL props you want ahead of the NFL draft. The future odds for DeAndre Hopkins are off, so hopefully you got that when they were hot. We'll talk about D-Hop here in a second. But if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code PHNX. New customers can bet a mere $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only in the DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. My DraftKings pick of the week, like the Phoenix Suns tonight, to cover and win outright at Golden State. I think Devin Booker and company get it done. You can get that line right now. The last time I checked, plus four and a half are the Phoenix Suns. Get their money line, um, which is, I think, right around plus 150, plus 200. Make some money on DraftKings with your friends here at PHNX. Slam the promo code
1: 200 in bonus bucks instantly, Bo. Great place to go watch that game, of course, for Peaks. Great place to watch a game, get some great food, drink some great beer, get that great atmosphere. Four Peaks, of course. You got Kilt Lifter, your flagship. You got all the IPAs, your little heart desires out there. You're an IPA guy. I know Johnny is. He loves the hazy. You got the Raj. You got the bourbon barrel that they uh, just let age in those bourbon barrels that they got straight from Kentucky that are used for aging whiskeys and bourbons. It's unbelievable what they can do with the beer that they brew on location. You got to try it out. Also they've got uh, TVs all over the place. So you want to watch the Suns game? You want to watch maybe some of the World Baseball Classic? You want to watch NFL Network with all the news breaking as far as where the free agents are signing? You can go watch it all and enjoy some great food and great beer at Four Peaks. You got to check out what's going on this spring because they've always got something great going on. They've got they had the uh, Spring Dinner where they had several courses matched and paired with all their delicious beers. Uh, check out their events calendar fourpeaks.com/events. For all your beer week entertainment, also you got the best place to spend this Friday at St. Patty's Day. Uh, yeah. It's it's unbelievable. what's going to go on. I don't know if they're going to have any green beer. We'll have to kind of confirm that if they're going to put any green dye in their beer. Uh, but Four Peaks H Street Pub, of course, is the number one spot. You go hang out for St. Patty's Day. Hang with your favorite degenerates. That's us. And enjoy some damn good times. We got our last Wednesday of the month coming up. We're going to be out there. Come talk some Cardinals football with us and the entire PHNX crew. You got to be 21 years or older and enjoy it responsibly. Johnny, what are your thoughts on uh, Jimmy G making his way out of the division, headed to the Las Vegas Raiders on a three year free agent deal? Now the Raiders were a team that we've identified as a potential trade-up partner. Jimmy yeah. G, take that out, them out of the conversation. I don't think so. I, I to me,
0: if if they were in love with a with a draft pick like Anthony Richardson before, I, I would imagine that they're still in love with him. Anybody who's watched Jimmy Garoppolo operate for the last couple of years, you can't trust him to stay healthy. I think Garoppolo would be a nice bridge to any of these quarterbacks. I, I don't think any sane-minded GM is signing Jimmy Garoppolo with the idea he's going to be available for 17 games. I mean, Josh McDaniels has to convince ownership with you know his bowl cut, what's his name, Mark Davis and company, <laughs> to be able to, to win games and, and convince them they're going to compete. And if you're going in that gauntlet of a division, the AFC West, I mean, I was thinking about it today, like, I would love to do a deal with with the Vegas Raiders. That division is such a gauntlet. We shit on the, the Broncos all the time, but we at least think they're going to be competitive. The Raiders could easily finish last. You get a future first from the Raiders, that might be a top five pick next year. They're a team I'm calling. Look at these dumpster teams in the top 10. Them, Indianapolis, right? Atlanta signing players to win now, but who's their quarterback? They don't have a quarterback. So there are a lot of players for the Cardinals to be, or excuse me, a lot of teams for the Cardinals to take advantage of in the top 10. And yes I I still both think the Raiders are in that group.
1: I I disagree. I don't I think it takes them out of the trade. You're the only one saying that. Huh? You're on you're on an island. Most people are like no, they're still in the market. Yeah, everybody else is wrong. I mean, you're going <laughs> to you just signed Jimmy G to that contract yeah. and it's it really feels like they're in win now mode. So they're going to they're going to take somebody 7th overall where they could get an impact player. They could get an offensive lineman. You can get the top O-lineman off the board probably at seven, and you're going to give up more assets to trade up and get a guy to hold a clipboard. And we know how hard it is to learn Josh McDaniel's offense. So he's finally got Jimmy G in place. Derek Carr couldn't even learn the offense. Why you think Anthony Richardson, the guy who threw for, what, 16 touchdowns at Florida last year, he's going to just pick it up for year one? I just don't think that that's realistic. But there is pressure for McDaniels to win right now why is he gonna go get somebody to not even play in year one? I don't know. I feel like you in that division, if if you can
0: show hope that you're building toward the future and you've got something promising, maybe they maybe they double down with it, but I I don't know. I I, I still think Indianapolis is your prime trade partner. I think it's great that they have made minimal moves. Hopefully their first big move is making a trade with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, all right, so let's talk DeAndre Hopkins. And I think it's very promising that number one, the market has not shifted in the slightest with these receivers because everybody wants big money. And outside of Odell Beckham, who, by the way, wants what, 18 to $20 million? I mean, it's a market with a lot of guys that are just guys, just a guy. They're jacks, right? Kobe Myers and company. Uh, I, I expected to see a Hopkins deal soon, but we're at the point now where I, I think no news is good news because as soon as some of these receiving deals get done, Bo, that's when teams are like, I'm out, I'm done. Yeah. But as long as those haven't happened yet, Dallas, of course, you know, the bell of the ball in New England, hell, even Kansas City, although they're spending a lot of money elsewhere, so I don't know how viable that is. The Giants have a bunch of money to spend. You still don't discount the Chicago Bears. There are teams that have disposable income that have a huge needed receiver, and these receivers feels like they're going to be waiting some time in terms of the guys that are available on the free agent market.
1: Yeah, we we haven't seen one wide receiver domino fall yet, right? We we just haven't seen it's been a slow slow start for that market. So does that yeah. mean that we have to wait on DeAndre Hopkins or is somebody going to say, "All right, that's that they've identified him as is the, you know, the the difference maker and they're not going to they know what his his deal is and maybe they could get the Cardinals to pick up some of that. We'll see. Uh, it, it's just uh, it is interesting to see how quiet it's been as far as how that 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 market goes. Um, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not sure. It's crazy to me this, to see that Odell Beckham just off a couple highlights from his workout here in Arizona that he could command that much, and he's going to get it from a title chasing team potentially.
0: It was an interesting note. Not good if you're a Cardinal fan rooting for this. Adam Kaplan, well respected NFL reporter, saying the Eagles are sniffing around Zach Allen's market and potentially want to have him come in and replace Javon Hardgrave. So again, they see him as somebody who can play multiple positions along their defensive line. That's via Inside the Birds with Adam Kaplan. So something to keep an eye on. It seems like he's connected to a lot of teams. He's connected to Denver, obviously. A lot of teams like his versatility. Or is one of those teams the Arizona Cardinals? Can ever
1: even afford him now?
0: Who's that, Denver? Probably yeah. not. But they, I mean, are they going to find somebody to replace Jones, who they're inevitably going to lose? But, yeah. I, I mean, that that market outside of Hargraves has not materialized yet, Bo.
1: Yeah, no, and it hasn't. I mean, you've got even his uh, interior defensive linemate mate in Fletcher Cox, who hasn't, uh, we'll see what his future holds. And those What about Cox on a one-year deal to, to Arizona? Would you hate that? No, I wouldn't. And it, look, this isn't like, you, you still have to have NFL ready to caliber talent like to play 17 games right i mean yeah. and i think Fletcher Cox obviously with his uh his knowledge of Jonathan Gannon's system and just the disruptive force that he is at the defense in the interior that each defensive line that he plays for that that would be huge to have to help develop potentially you know if you stick and pick at 3 a guy like Will Anderson right i think that that would be uh, invaluable. So if you if you pay overpaid a little bit, I think him or, or even a guy like Marcus Davenport, I I have no problem with those guys going on a short deal, like a one year prove it deal, uh, at this point in their career. If the dollar's are a little bit north, because the Arizona Cardinals they have a decent amount of money to spend. I mean, I don't think they're going to be breaking the bank on on a long contract that they're going to lock somebody into uh, this offseason. Just I keep going back to the fact that Monty Austin Ford did not draft Byer Murphy and
0: Zach Allen. Yeah, he has no allegiance to them. Right now, you need you need quality players at those positions. But to Bo's point, I mean they didn't play all 17 games last year. Zach Allen's never completed a 17 game season ever or a 16 game season, and he benefited from Chandler Jones last year and and J.J. Watt this year. Now other teams can say Zach Allen come be the final P star Mm -hmm. team. But Arizona would essentially be paying Zach Allen money to come and anchor their defensive line. I don't think Zach Allen can anchor the Cardinals defensive line by himself. And I mean, you just got to have realistic expectations. At, with each passing day, I, they're not going to get a defensive lineman, I, I would assume in the top 10, right? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna assume that's not going to happen. Not excluding edge rusher. I'm talking about a five technique or a three technique. So it's like, okay, Zach, it's going to be you running it back with the guys you know on the roster maybe we'll sign some third tier guys and add some people you know in the later rounds of the draft but I I would rather save my cash and 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 if there's somebody of note next off season that that's worth 20 million dollars that's a premium defensive tackle I I that can take over games I mean when's when's the last time Zach Allens taken over a game we saw a defensive lineman do that for the Cardinals his name was JJ Watt this year he's gone
1: he's retired oh. So, I, I would disagree to that too, to a certain extent. I thought that there were there were moments where Zach Allen was the most disruptive defensive player on this on this defense this season. I mean, the, when he got over on heaters, when he was knocking, he was getting he was getting disruptive in the backfield. He was knocking passes down, but his his biggest issue is is staying healthy. And you know you can't point to a season where he's he's stayed healthy uh, i see in the chat i agree with it uh great re- reporter out of houston uh john mcclain saying that he, he thinks that the texans because of matt burke the former defensive line coach for the cardinals is now the dc there that that would be a fit and they've certainly got the cap space to do so uh it just makes sense and you know denver was easy connecting the dots because of vj now you know because they spent so much money on the offensive line, and then they just brought back linebacker Alex Singleton, I think, on a three-year, like, 18 or $19 million deal, where, you know, how much cap money do they have left? Uh You know, I, I think the Arizona—could could the Cardinals benefit from maybe even getting Zach Allen on, on another prove-it deal? We'll just have to see how this defensive line— He's going to be 26 years old.
0: All yeah. right. Here's what he's proved: he can't stay healthy. He's got zero forced fumbles in his NFL career.
1: Come on, Like, like look, don't tr- don't try he's he's to convince me. me that Zach Allen's not a good football player because he is. He's not, a not. He's. I'm not saying that. Forced but fumbles wait, 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 is, is one thing. Round, he's bound. balls down right and left. He looked like okay. a baby JJ Swat down there. Can I? Can I? Can I I'm gonna make a point. You just got a gonna dislike gonna, on the shoot. on the feed We're, here. I think it's because of that
0: cold take. Cardinals haven't been able to stop the run in four years, and Zach Allen's been a starting player most of that time. Now it's not all all on him. Maybe it was a scheme with Vance Joseph. The inside linebackers can't fill, but like, like to we've got somebody in the chat bring Calais home, and I don't think that's viable. But Calais Campbell, Darnell Dockett, those are guys that I'm prioritizing as a free yeah. agent to be. I'm giving second and third con like. Zach Allen has never been close to that caliber player. Cardinals need to go find that next player like that. They've it's been Kimes White Whale, and he never fulfilled it. He 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 signed Darius Philon. He never played a snap for this team. He drafted Robert Kimdiichi over Chris Jones. Spend a couple premium picks on SEC defensive lineman, and and hopefully it works out. Don't overpay Zach Allen.
1: If Zach I, Allen's price tag falls I, I just down, I don't think you're going to be overpaying. I'm I'm looking at these defensive linemen right now. I mean, obviously you see like the Hargrave; he's the guy that wanted to test the market. He tested right. He got is, over twenty million dollars per season. What is market in. right now, in your opinion? I, I just I think it's deteriorating. I I think that there okay. some teams that would vie for his services, and if he wants to go to Houston and, and play for Burke and. And get paid just the same as he did here in Arizona, then fine. If he feels like the familiarities there with his former coach than there is with this new regime here, then that's unfortunate for the Cardinals. But I'm not going to say, hey, uh, he could. You know, he wasn't a dominant player, so he can't come back. I think he was a solid player for the Arizona Cardinals, and right, yeah. You just don't let just like Byron Murphy. If the money's right, and and you can pay the guy his market value, and you bring him back, I have no problem with that. I think that those like. Zach Allen, Byron Murphy, Will Hernandez are the three guys, and I'm like, okay, bring him back. Other than that, I, you yeah. know, you could let everybody else walk, and I'm not going to make a big fuss about it.
0: I'm, I'm a, in agreement with Arizona Animal. Allen is a complimentary player. He's not a top dog. Agreed. I'm not saying um, he's a top dog.
1: What are, we, who, are you guys listening to what I'm saying? I'm not saying he's a top dog. I'm saying he's a good he's player. A top dog. Cardinals oh, don't have a ton of good players, so if you can re-sign one, bring back, it's it's and, and you know what you're going to get. He's a, He's a good player. At times, he was one of the best players on the defense last year. I, I just, to me,
0: you've you've got an opportunity now with fresh eyes with people and it, a team that who, who, is going. Like to be I'm very looking guilty. at this,
1: the interior defensive lineman here. You want like Draymond Jones? You want to overspend for Dalvin Tomlinson? Do you want Sheldon Rank, Rankins? You I, want I, I think Matt I'm the
0: mindset. I'm more of the mindset. Sign guys to one and two year deals on the defensive line and draft some people and get some new people. So why not one of those one or two year deals be Zach Allen? Because I know, uh, because I don't want to be committed to Zach Allen. Zach Allen's going to get a four or five year deal.
1: one or two years. No, no, no. Zach Allen's going to get a four or five year deal. Don't you think? I, I, I mean the teams that he's, if it's Houston, that could work, right? But Denver's out of it. It feels like, uh, some, some of his options are already gone. I just, I don't
0: think I, I, I do not. I think his market, is very is very <laughs> significant in real steal.
1: Doc's I, I, cards exactly. This I, is what I feel like taking crazy pills. He's exactly right. Get off Zach Allen's uh, man junk. Basically, is I,
0: I I think there's a better chance that Byron Murphy's price tag comes down. I still don't think the Cardinals are going to be interested, but I I don't think Zach Allen, who plays a premium position and is going to be looked at as a complementary piece for a lot of teams, is is going to have a market deteriorate. I. I I don't think he's a good fit for the Cardinals for what they want to do. That's my opinion.
1: Let's take a look at I some the of these, card- these super chats. Yeah, we got more. Thanks to everybody uh, chiming in with the super chats. B-Money saying, do you think we will sign people tomorrow or Wednesday? I think at this point, it feels inevitable. I mean, they, ha- they haven't done anything at this point. I keep refreshing Twitter. I think the re- refresh key on my uh, keyboard is pretty much worn out at this point. Yeah, I mean... I, I believe that they're going to do that, kind of start to set the tone as far as what the new roster is going to look like. Now, we could eat our words again. We could be sitting here again on another edition of X Cardinals saying, where are the signings? But I think at, at this point, it's inevitable they at least get one on the board between now and tomorrow that we're breaking down. I mean, depending on who it is, it would probably be an emergency pod. If it's re-signing Zach Allen, apparently Johnny doesn't even want to acknowledge that at this no, point. I mean, <laughs> whatever. Listen, he's a nice player, yeah. and they
0: drafted him, so that's a coup. Okay, but it, I, I'm not paying him 16 plus million dollars. Nobody's I think, saying
1: that. Would you pay him? Would you pay him like eight or nine million? Oh, of course. But I don't. Th- that's not what he's going to get paid. That's what uh, Spot Track was. Th- they oh, that's, were.
0: That's old. News. Estimating. That's old news. He's he's in his prime. He plays a premium position. And there are teams with more money than the Cardinals. I, I still think he gets fifteen plus million dollars a year. You can't pay Zach Allen that much money if you're the Cardinals. And Another team
1: can over- I agree. I think that that's when you put yourself in this position, and the old front office did that. Is that you didn't know enough about them, you know, up until their contract year, to where you could sign them in onto a reasonable, you know, extension. Yeah, they, the Cardinals screwed themselves here. Like, Absolutely, and that's the, but let's not blame Monty Austin for that. I'm not doing that. I, I'm, <laughs> I I'm saying they have no allegiance to these players. Right. Let them all
0: go. Start right. over. Get but I think players. there is some importance to some some the continuity,
1: some consistent voices in that locker room. I, I liked what I saw from, from Zach Allen. His work ethic is there. Guy was putting in 10-hour days coming back from his ankle injury last offseason, getting ready for his contract season. I think he's a he plays hard when he's available, he's he's good. Uh let's continue with the super chats here. here my one my one point on Zach Allen, you would rather have him on your team than not. Sure. I,
0: if they resign him, I will embrace it, but not for the money that's that I think okay. he's gonna be signed to.
1: Eric Smith with a five dollar super chat. Do you think we trade down to number four, still get Anderson and trade out of number four to stockpile picks? Um I mean as far you know the Raiders, I think that they're not going to be in the mix. When you look at the top ten, if you trade down, it would be an interesting bluff for Indy to call uh, if if they want to get quarterback and you know, a franchise quarterback and lock that in. That all they would have to do is move up one. As far as the relative cost to what you know the Bears obviously sold off the top pick for, and what the Cardinals yeah. could just do by moving one down and then the Colts securing that pick you know could it be what was it 35 overall 35th overall it seems like that's pretty low cost why not it seems like a no brainer so if you can if you can work that deal then do it and still get your guy i think that that's obviously the best of both worlds and then you're starting to look at maybe atlanta as a possible trade down candidate and then you have to look outside of the top 10 at you know tennessee or some other organization uh to that would have to pay a premium to get up that high. I, I just I keep
0: coming back to the fact that it feels like with them, based on what we're told, they they value picks more than Will Anderson this year. And picks meaning plural this year and next year. I, I wish that was not the case. I want them to take Will Anderson. I want them to do a little mini deal and they still could with Indianapolis and get a second and take Will Anderson. I think that'd be a great omen for the for the regime of Gannon and Austin Ford they want a one next year they want multiple twos and i mean shit guys they're not signing anybody right now of note like if they come out and they sign a bunch of middling guys to one year contracts that's only going to reinforce that point of we we're, we're going to build this thing with our picks with our people right we're not a will anderson junior away i think will anderson junior is in that same cag category of nick boson company they do not they 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 do not he they Jalen Carter is the number one player in this draft. But there was a report from Adam Schefter saying that he still expects Jalen Carter to be available when the Bears pick. So what does that tell you? Cardinals aren't going to take Jalen Carter. So it's like, if Jalen Carter had a, had a clean bill of health, he'd be a serious candidate to be taken third overall. Not health, I'm sorry. Clean bill of off the field. Was a good dude. He's probably not a good guy. Probably not somebody you want to build around. Right. So I, to me, it just feels like this team right now, just like Zach Allen, would love to have Will Anderson Jr., but they're not a Will Anderson Jr. away, yeah. if that makes
1: if, if the Cardinals stick and pick at three or even move down to four in their top five, and you see the evidence, even if Jalen Carter is exonerated in the eyes of, of the United States judicial system, that's all well and good, but the red flags are already there that have pretty much taking him off the board as a top five pick. If Seattle wants to mess with that, then go ahead. They can go do that. They can take that risk. But well, It think, sounds like Adam Schefter saying Seahawks aren't even looking right, to fuck with it. Right, and that's it's, smart. That, that's, a, that's a good move by any organization and seeing what the evidence is and what's alleged and, and his involvement and his track record even before where he's got a, you know, he wasn't ticketed going, what, over 80 miles per hour, allegedly, in a 45 mile per hour zone. Just bad judgment from a guy with a lot to lose, and could potentially cost himself a couple million dollars by his, his, what, what he's already, some missteps he's already taken. So, um, I do mean, you think that the, um, update now we're getting from
0: folks in Houston that they're open to trading Brandon Cooks hurts DeAndre Hopkins
1: market at all? Not really. Yeah, I don't either. I, I mean, if if you're a team that is trying to develop a quarterback like Justin Fields, and I'm just using him as an example, I don't think the Bears are, are a likely destination any longer. But like, and you got there's there's a difference between a Brandon Cooks and a, and a DeAndre Hopkins. There just is. I mean, I yeah. know the numbers. You can point to the numbers, and Brandon Cooks has been consistent and reliable the last couple of years and been one of the more underrated receivers. But there's a difference between the caliber of receiver that DeAndre Hopkins is and Brandon Cooks is, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And I don't think that's new news, but everybody pointing that out, that the Texans are saying, call us, we're going to make him available. Um, Thunder asking, could Seahawks take a quarterback? Absolutely, 100%.
1: What do you think about this—the the the slow day and how it pertains to the failing grades on the first ever NFL PA team report card? Uh, I don't think it matters at all. No. I, I
0: think that it's how much money you pay me. They got this franchise, got J.J. Watt to stiff arm, a bunch of other organizations that were interested with the same shit facilities because they paid them the most money. <laughs> guys are guys are going where they're getting paid. Right. And the Cardinals have almost $40 million. When they want to decide and they want to open up the vault and start paying people, that's when people are going to sign with the Arizona Cardinals. Like you, You'll get in the Bruce Arians' heyday – a bunch of guys that believed in Bruce and Todd Bowles that would put them in the best position, those would happen May, June, July. We're not in that period yet. We're in the period of what can I do to better my family's well-being long term? I need to get money in my bank account. I need to be written fat checks. When Michael Bidwell, say what you want about him, like they haven't been frugal when signing free agents. They have signed big money contracts. Not all of them have worked out. But that that's one of the things that, you know, it was so disappointing about that report card, Bo, is like, you know, at least with Michael, he's not with all due respect, like his late father professionally, because Bill didn't want to pay anybody. Michael will pay big money deals to superstars. He'll pay Chandler Jones and Fitzgerald and JJ Watt and Carson Palmer, and he paid Kyler Murray, right? He paid Patrick Peterson, paid these guys. So it's like when the Cardinals decide X free, Cardinals could have paid Javon Hargraves and he would have came here. You don't think Javon Hargraves would have come and played for John Gannon if the Cardinals offered him more money? Of course he would, it's about money. It's always about money. Right.
1: Well, and I think now that we we just see it and and it's on a report card and and it's it's available for the public, but players talk. Players have known this for 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 a while. It's just it's unfortunate that it's it's made it this far, uh, and we're in 2023, and these are still the issues. And like I get your point about Bidwell, right? Um, Saying that you know, or him being different than his father as far as actually spending on players, and there's also a league initiative as far as forcing owners to spend money. But I, I, I think there is a difference for, between Michael and, and and Bill. But, you know, as much as things change, they're also the same where he's charging guys for team meals and stuff. and You see across Ridiculous. the league. I'm not saying guys can't afford their own meal, but you, you got to keep up with the Joneses. And if, the, you know, the Rams aren't charging you for your, for your lunch and dinner, then the Arizona Cardinals shouldn't be charging you for your lunch and dinner. So uh, it, it's just... Um, yeah, it, hopefully they've quickly gotten rid of that. And, and it seems you know Jonathan Gannon spoke today. He's like, we're not worried about the past, but obviously they're using it as evidence to to grow from. And they're 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 focused on how they can improve the organization for the future. And you can, you're, I'm sure that those those poor grades, they're working on those. And something's going to come out
0: here in the next couple of weeks or or a month or so pertaining to those grades. And a lot of people are going to be scratching their head. And I just caution everybody that it's part of the the bigger mindset of what Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin Ford want to do. Um, and so it's, it's going to seem like a head-scratcher when it happens, but just be open-minded that that it's – and f- for what we have source, what I've heard is Gannon and, and Monty are calling the shots this offseason. I mean, Michael Bidwell has been very receptive, Bo, in saying do what you got to do. Take care of changes that need to be taken care of. I think Michael Bidwell has been humbled a little bit It's been an embarrassing 18 calendar months for the owner. Mm -hmm. He's made some poor decisions um, on and off the field when it comes to this team, personnel, and then, of course, how he treats his players and and what's perceived of the organization now. They've taken a step back. So in an effort to take a step forward, it, it does feel like, and we know this definitively, that he is deferring to the two guys that are running the show now.
1: Yeah. No doubt about it. Uh Arizona Animal making a great point. Circle K doesn't even charge us for these great snacks. Neither does this PH. We're we are a great classy organization. Take care of our own. Yes. Uh, we love Circle K.
0: Yeah. And they're our newest partner. And uh we get to snack for free um at the PHX headquarters. Uh unlike the Arizona Cardinals. Hopefully that's changed. What has not changed is our love affair with the premium convenience store in all of the Valley or wherever you live um, and dabble. And get this, we're going to help you get some free gas if you're interested because we're so excited to partner with our friends at Circle K and to kick things off with this partnership, we've teamed up with an amazing giveaway opportunity. All you got to do, text PHNX to 31310 for an opportunity to win a $500 gas gift card from our friends at Circle K. Now, Bo, I'll have to check and see if you win that gift card. Can you also dabble on the many treats inside, the donuts, the coffee, the snacks, right? Can you use it inside Circle K as well? Yeah, it's a Circle K gift card. It's not just uh, exclusive to Gas. Yes, it is. It's exclusive to PHNX, though. You gotta text promo code PHNX to 31310. You can see it at the bottom of your screen here. Circle K. You've got PHNX synonymous with Valley sports. We appreciate you circle K synonymous with premium convenience stores. So excited, Bo. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm with Gannon ball. I legit love circle K coffee as well. It fuels me on a daily basis. Uh, Elver, thank you for breaking the news that remains, uh, the status quo still signless as far as the Arizona Cardinals go. Uh, but Can't go wrong with Circle K. Can't go wrong with More Furniture. Got my mom's coming to town. That's right. Mother Dearest coming to town later this week. I'm excited to tell you guys that we are dialed in as far as our guest room. Thanks to our friends over at More Furniture. We got our guest room all set up and it's looking good. My mom's going to be like, wow, my son has really turned himself around. He's an adult now. He has a guest room that will pass as um, viable for any adult visiting you at your house. And I think you guys need to get on that level as well. Check out morefurniture.com. They've got great door busters. Uh, they've got great stuff on their website, morefurniture.com. Uh, you can save right now on some of the best furniture in the Valley. Uh, but if you got to get that great furniture, you got to check it out for yourself, morefurniture.com. And uh, they got that white glove delivery. They're going to deliver it for you. They're going to set it up. They're going to put it exactly where you want. They're going to put the furniture together. No longer scratching your head, saying a couple f bombs because you don't know how to put together a frug from IKEA. You got it with more furniture. Their white glove hey. delivery. They're going to get you in, in a great spot to be successful and relax like you deserve to <laughs> relax in your humble abode. Thanks to our friends over at More <laughs> Furniture, save best in the big furniture and the best furniture in the valley. When you head. To morefurniture.com. This is the best comment I've heard uh in the chat
0: with all due respect in the last two weeks. Elver in the chat, rumor says Cliff is open to the idea of being Kyler's backup quarterback. Wouldn't it just be hilarious? If they're like, We've signed Cliff Kingsbury to start <laughs> the season uh for uh Kyler Murray's uh reserve, that would be uh that would be pretty great. He'd be People taking be a pay back- cut what? to be a backup What's quarterback. On? What's that? He'd be taking yeah, a pay cut. He, he would. Significant. Hey, that's a that's a move. That's a market that hasn't moved at all. Uh, no, outside of Mike White, who got I think like six million dollars, five million dollars per season to back up Tua. No Jacoby Brissett. No Baker Mayfield. No Gardner Minshew. What's your boy in Washington that you love?
1: Uh, oh, Taylor Heineke. Yeah, no Heineke
0: deal yet, <laughs> right? both Bo thinks he's electric. Um, none of that has has percolated yet um so that's a market i mean shit would it surprise you if that was the first the cardinals don't have a backup they've got colt mccoy i don't want to see colt mccoy starting games next year i'm sorry to colt i think that time has come um but we'll see they need to sign another quarterback have you seen who tampa's tied to aren't
1: they tied to uh baker mayfield baker mayfield and jacoby Brissett. so you know when we were at Indy, weren't we hearing that some team could view Jacoby Brissett as a starter, a long, like a a season long starter, and, and we were kind of scoffed at that. But I mean the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are they've fallen on dire times with the GOAT yeah, retiring. They be in the shitty box. They're they're looking at Kyle Trask or they're looking at Baker Mayfield or or Jacoby Brissett, like I mean, the correct place or the the best spot for Jacoby Brissett would be Arizona, realistically Otherwise, he's going to go and he's going to really not be in that great of a position under Todd Bowles. We've seen, you know, that that team struggled mightily on the offensive side of the football. Um, you're you're going to go kind of take the reins from Tom Brady and, and like that. That's not an act I'd want to follow. I, I'd want to no. go be the quintessential backup, get an opportunity like he did last season for Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, do it in Arizona for Kyler Murray, and because Jonathan Gannon is is he? We've heard wants Kyler Murray 100% physically and mentally before he comes back. So it could be a good chance for Brissett to get more starts under his belt.
0: Uh, Ian, just check Twitter. Still nothing. I can (laughs) confirm. Uh, Very very much still nothing. We've been fortunate. We've done this show uh, a handful of times, and we've gotten breaking news on this show. Um, But we're having flashbacks to last year, you know, the late Jeff Gladney was their lone multi-year contract that they handed out during free agency. Think about that. Never played for the Cardinals. Obviously, flew home from the OTAs and passed away tragically. He was the only guy they went out and signed to a multi-year deal last year. Now you can think about one of two ways: that they're always slow, but I would argue doesn't put them in a position where they're hampered by a lot of contracts. I mean, they what's name one bad contract they have on the team? Um, you know, you could say the Hopkins deal is an ideal. They're going to move off of that, right? I think the like the Dennis Gardeck maybe but you can move yeah. off of that. I mean there yeah, and seems they just, like
1: they would move ahead. off him be- before the new league year like the 19th, right? That's when yeah. Gardeck's contract they they have an out so where they just don't have to even pick up his contract. It, it guarantees at least for 500k on March 19th. They got to make the decision our guy Howard Bolster outlining, you know, about Rodney Hudson, do they just do they just gift him another million dollars to be on the roster post June 1st but then he's then you're then you're absorbing dead money for the next two seasons it seems like you just kind of cut him now take some of the dead money for this season and, and move on from Rodney Hudson but I mean your worst contract right now man um.
0: I mean, some people would say it's Kyler Murray. I would, I would disagree ad, adamantly about that. If you're yeah. seeing Jimmy Garoppolo get forty five million dollars guaranteed, right? Um, I don't. You could say maybe Zach Ertz if he's not healthy. I mean, James they restructured. They
1: restructured DJ Humphreys where it really isn't that you have got an it no. out.
0: It's soon. a one year contract. Yeah, it's a one year deal. If he's not um, healthy this
1: year, you cut him. Right. So it doesn't seem like they they do have that many bad contracts to get out from underneath. Silver linings uh-huh. on PHNX Cardinals didn't sign anybody. Thus, there are no bad contracts here <laughs> with the Arizona Cardinals. What are we gonna do with this team, man? Is is something gonna happen between now and tomorrow? Hundred percent. We talked about
0: this earlier off air. We're gonna have probably um, an emergency podcast later when they when they
1: add somebody. You think it's big news. Yeah, like a D hop trade. Feels like D Hop trade later in the week, maybe. But he didn't I think even talk about P three. He got hired. Patrick Peterson. He he signed with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers on a two year deal. But, uh, don't hate it. It's fine for them. He was good last year. He's gonna go tie his he's gonna hook his wagon to uh, to Kenny Pickett. Yeah,
0: I don't think the Steelers are gonna be any good, but I mean Pat Patrick to me, I mean I'm an in, in you know the minority right now with Cardinal fans. I want to see him succeed because I want him to go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, I want to have a Cardinal be in the Hall of Fame that they drafted and developed.
1: Here here's an interesting name. It came, it feels like ages ago because it was like early during the after the tampering window opened, but there was yeah. multiple reports, Tom Pelisaro, Ian Rappaport about uh, Shaq Mason, the guard from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, drafted yeah, I hate it. W- during Monty Austinfort's tenure in New England. Uh, he's kind of in a Rodney Hudson situation to where if he can't, if they can't find a trade uh, partner, they're just going to outright release Shaq Mason, who's making eight million dollars, plays the guard positions. Uh, took a step back, uh, a pretty decent step back from you know what he usually see from him as far as performance wise, pass blocking, run blocking. Uh, but you think Mason would be a good vet I mean because you don't want to you don't want to obviously go time route where you're just bringing in vet after vet after vet you want this this roster to be churned and there to be a youth infusion but there still is places especially when you are with the idea that Kyler is going to come back at some point that you have serviceable players especially on the offensive line and shaq Mason if they go and spend a little bit of money on a guard I don't hate it that's the one position group I've been adamant since day one. You've been adamant. You can't go cheap on the offensive line. Yeah.
0: You've got too much of a responsibility when Kyler does come back next year. Shit, you want to try to convince Jacoby Brissett or Gardner Minshew to come sign here. You can't say, well, we got a bunch of undrafted free agents and late-round picks from last year that we're going to figure it out on the interior. Like if Marquise Hayes beats somebody out or LaCita Smith beats somebody out, that's one thing. But to gift those guys jobs – and not bring in competition, that's negligent. And I don't think they're going to do that. I think, again, they've prioritized monzi and company in his past, Gannon especially. They they believe in line and scrimmage play. So I, I do think that they need to go out, like we talked about earlier, sign a center of note that's that's a starter. Sign a starting caliber guard. You want to draft a guard and, and plug and play a guard after the second round or John Michael Schmitz or whatever, that's fine. But what we've talked about at Nauseam, Bo, you can't assume – John Michael Smith is going to be available at 34. And that he fits what you want to do. Like, there are no guarantees. This team's going to try to trade down more times than you can count. You can't assume guys are going to be there for you. You take them if they're there, of course. But, I mean, the Cardinals screwed up last year. They they should have traded up for the kid from Philadelphia. And I love Trey McBride. But uh, what's his name? The kid that went to Philly that's now sitting behind two years. Yeah, they wanted Cam Jurgens last year. They didn't go up and get them. They weren't aggressive enough. So now they have no contingency plan on their interior offensive line. So it, it 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 does make you wonder when is the first shoe gonna fall? When is the first slipper gonna fall here on this on this new regime? Because it really sets this whole thing in motion. And I I do think you can you can spend your your money a lot worse ways than than doing it on the offensive line. And I critique the Justin Pugh contract and the. IU potty contract, but you can't go into the season a liability up front. You just can't. You yeah. got to gotta put some guys out there that can protect.
1: Yeah, and I think that's where everybody thought that this team was going to make moves, especially if they were going to be active at this point in the t- with the tampering window open, that it was going to be in the trenches, right? You were going to see some guys, some serviceable offensive and defensive linemen, they just haven't made any moves. But I w- I would expect that when they start to happen, you're going to see a bunch of those guys come on here because they they probably look at this roster and, and they see who's available and, and they realize that that's not good enough. Where, you know, Steve Kime would have said, let's roll, you know, this is, our, this is what we're going to do. Or, we like what got. we got. And, and get these, like, third-tier, you know, vet free agents and, and then roll the dice on some late-round draft picks. It's just like, that's not a smart way... To do business in the NFL, especially when you're paying a quarterback the amount of money you are, Kyler Murray, and coming off of a serious knee injury. So,
0: well, there's a reason these guys are available too. Like we talk about it every yeah. year.
1: Like Javon Hargraves
0: is 30 years old. Mike McGlinchey, like everybody in San Francisco wanted him out. They're going to try to upgrade over Mike McGlinchey. He didn't. I don't even know. if Did he get his fifth year option picked up? He didn't get signed to a second contract. He was a first round pick. He got thrown around in the NFC title game. He was one of the biggest liabilities on their offensive line. He got so much. GD money today. Yeah. I mean, that's just, those are teams that are Now, I'm not saying panicking, but are, are really spending to spend. Now there are quality deals to be had. Like I thought the T like, like behind closed doors would Monty Austin Ford and Jonathan Gannon, would they rather pay TJ Edwards pennies on the dollar than have to extend Isaiah Simmons? I, I would, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. TJ Edwards is making like $5 million a year, but you've got Isaiah Simmons here. We don't think they're going to pick up his fifth-year option, so you can't afford, on top of Zayvon Collins' first-round salary, you can't afford to go out and sign TJ Edwards for that amount of money, right? Yeah. He's the middle linebacker calling your defense, so everything is contextualized situation to situation. All, all these players can fit a role, but it's, man, the price tag for some of these guys is egregious. That's why I don't think Byron Murphy or Zach Allen are coming back, because I think Teams are just going to say, oh, we, we have this money, I guess we'll
1: spend it. Right. I guess we'll bring in Byron Murphy, he was the 33rd pick in the draft. But he didn't play last year. He hasn't, right. he hasn't been consistent enough. Yeah. I mean, don't make a deal, just make a deal. Right. And, and that's why you know they are in a position to at least they don't have any bad contracts where a potential team could get stuck underneath a bad deal. Uh, we love talking to everybody, obviously, in the chat. We're going to get to some super chats here in just a second and finish those off. But I will say this. It's not our ad copy today, but we've got a great thing going on uh, through runyourpool.com. We're actually doing our own March Madness Tournament at PHNX. You can compete against myself. You can compete against Johnny. And it's completely free. We got the PHNX Bracket Challenge ran through Run Your Pool. Go to runyourpool.com slash PHNX. First place gets a $300 and $75 gift card to the PHNX Locker. Second place gets $150. And third place gets $50. It's free to join and participate in one of the most chaotic brackets probably that's going to go down in recent history, and you can get in on it for free. As I said, runyourpool.com slash phnx is it play.runyourpool.com slash phnx i believe I think that's so it. yeah so it's play.runyourpool.com slash phnx let's get also to these check super out
0: phnx.com become a diehard check out mm-hmm. our guy howard balzer's premium content subscribe uh and become a member uh 20 off all future phnx outings we've got some good ones coming up we've got a golf outing coming up uh, at the driving range, we love so much at the end of the month. Um, we've got our draft party, which we feel like we're going to have confirmation on where that's going to be and how you're going to be able to get tickets and come hang out and party with us during the NFL draft. Uh, it's going to be in the Valley, and we're going to have a great time, and we want to do it with all of you. But you got to become a diehard, get some exclusive Discord action going on, check out the merchandise locker, pick up a hat or t shirt for free when you become a diehard, and of course, use that promo code Howard H O. W-A-R-D. Let's do these super chats, Bo. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So uh,
1: Marmol, our friend from Spain, saying, bad or good news for the Hopkins trade that there's no wide receiver movement? Uh, come to Spain, guys. Beer's on me. Absolutely. Oh, let's do it. You know, We'd love yeah. that. I, I think it's it's great
0: news. I think, again, the Cardinals, we've talked about it in nauseam. Uh, they've hedged their bet on basically saying this receiver class, not great. This free agent receiver class, I, I would say, is below average. I don't think you can argue with that. Um, so it's like, let the offers pour in. This is the first official day where you can, you know, have a, have a trade be, you know, agreed to in parameters, even though, you know, people are making trades before today. I, I think it's great until the, until the deals start coming in, but like we talked about earlier, I think it's good for new, news for the Cardinals.
1: Yeah. Uh, we'll know here, Tom Pellisaro reporting Patrick Peterson's deal is two years, $14 million with just under 6 million guaranteed. Uh, one of my favorite, uh, norm or usual chat, uh, listeners viewers a little dreezy jumping in the chat super chat 499 thank you for that do you guys see Hollywood trying to recruit Slay I just don't think Monty will do it yeah I mean Darius Slay obviously played at such a high level from Jonathan Gannon the last two seasons he was like one of their main reasons that they were able to kind of go on the run in 2021 and, and make that kind of wild run to the postseason with a uh, developing Jalen hurts. And then hurts kind of took over as the leader of that team, but he had a bunch of games where he made some game changing plays on the defensive side. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I don't know how Monty views a guy like Darius Slay, what he's willing to give up potentially in a trade to bring in Slay, but uh, a solid player on the outside. Yeah. Too old. Uh,
0: again, I that's Gannon's baby is the secondary and the Cardinals, we got to remember this are already paying a premium to two safeties and to, you know, if they bring back Byron Murphy, I just, I don't think there's an appetite to pay a bunch of corners, big time money. Um, and they could be, you know, in, in the market to take a corner at the back end of the top 10 this year. So I, I I don't, Darius Slay also, I would imagine does not want to come to a team like Arizona that's clearly rebuilding. Yeah. Um, I, I would, I would assume he would rather go back to Philadelphia than do that. Uh, and, yeah. and they've got more money to operate with. I'm looking at overthecap.com right now, Bo, and it's got the Cardinals with that just under $35 million in cap space. Um, and you've got Buda Baker making 16 million Kyler Murray making 16 million Marquise Brown making 13 million. But again, that's on his fifth year option. Deandre Hopkins making just under $30 million as a cap hit. Um, you know, I'm looking at Jalen Thompson. You look at some of these safety contracts, They've been dished out. Jalen Thompson's still making under six million dollars, and we we talked about somebody like Mark Marcus Epps potentially coming here. I mean, he's making more in his two year deal with the Raiders mm-hmm. than Jalen Thompson. So um, again, there there's some some money to be trimmed off with the guard decks of the world. But I I I don't think there's a lot of gymnastics you have to do with the with the cap. I mean, after Rodney's gone, after Hopkins is gone, you make a couple tweaks here and there. They're gonna have enough money to do whatever they want, and I think yeah. that the signings will come right after that.
1: Yeah, I'm going to make a plea to over 300 people watching this uh, right now that uh, let's, let's kind of like this into existence. Hit that like button that the Arizona Cardinals make a move as soon as we end this broadcast here so we can we can talk about something. The Cardinals making a deal. Probably get us right back on the airwaves. Uh, let's wrap up some of these super chats so we, we can stop delaying the Cardinals making a move. Jason Krell, 199. We trade with any Atlanta somebody? Thoughts as far as third overall pick i would assume that's what he's talking about potentially uh trading down if it's indy you trade down one spot if it's atlanta you move down a couple of spots stay stick within the top 10 yeah i mean that's that's the that's the dream right to to not only acquire some draft capital but also be able to get a premium player within the top 10 of the 2023 nfl draft and if it's indy yeah you still are right within striking distance to get the top prospect Right now in Will Anderson Jr., if you trade down with Atlanta, you're probably looking at probably like the fourth best non-quarterback in this draft, and that's where you really have to lean on Monty Ossiphor, Dave Sears, your assistant GM, and Jonathan Gannon's scouting experience. What is Atlanta doing?
0: Atlanta, you know, are they are they going with Desmond Ritter? They're not signing one of these veterans. I, I To me, it's like Arthur Smith. Has to win games next year. Has to infuse, you know, uh, a side of hope for that fan base. They're not trading for Lamar Jackson. I mean, that that seems like the team to me. Where it's like, is are they going to come up for one of these quarterbacks? We know, we know, Indy's desperate and they have to get one. But maybe they they're foolishly thinking to themselves, we can just sit back at four and get and we get everybody sloppy seconds fourth overall. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what they're going to do. You know, yeah. Ballard is very very cost effective. Like he d- does not like to do splash moves. Uh, all that often, doesn't like to spend a bunch of money. But maybe Atlanta feels like, okay, Carolina went up, we got to go up and get a guy. Because right. in the NFC, you know, what is the NFC South and the NFC in general, like, if, if they hit on a pick, they can become viable really quickly. It's not like the AFC and the AFC West where you, you got to come with a bunch of all pros ready to go. So, yeah. I, I don't you know. Atlanta's lack of urgency at the position is interesting.
1: Yeah, RIP, my, my fellow uh, Kyle Pitts... Fantasy owners, I was, was naive enough to draft him this past season. It was brutal. Obviously, he had this the injury, and now they go out and they get Jonu Smith from the the Patriots, and now they've got two playmaking tight ends there in Atlanta. Uh, I mean, if you don't want to reward Indy for calling the Cardinals bluff uh, for not trading out and, and that that pick potentially being available and securing the third best quarterback potentially of this draft, like. If if Atlanta is convicted with the idea that you know if it's Anthony Richardson or C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or whoever slides is better, like far and away better than Will Levis, and I think that that's a pretty good idea. You know, I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. Then go up and get them, and, and and don't let you know anybody kind of take that away from you. And so like you could you could hurdle the the Colts easily. Uh, by paying the price to get to number three because you can get yourself the, the top three quarterbacks. So uh, I think we have one last super chat before we get out of here and get to the inevitable Arizona Cardinals move that's going to happen once we get off air here from Jonathan Fine. What about Ryan Kelly? Heard India shopping. Yeah, that came down uh, earlier today. When you look at Ryan Kelly, though, Johnny, Johnny, he's a guy that his production fell off a cliff He's making about twelve million dollars per season. You look at Bozeman, who just signed with Carolina in an extension. He's making around six million dollars in that extension per season. So you would pay. Du- you don't want to pay double what a guy like Bozeman, who just fetched the free agent market for a guy like Kelly. When the Colts, if they're pressed, they could just release him and you could sign him for a cheaper uh, salary if you like the guy.
0: Yeah, he's old, he's beat up and he's expensive. That's not a good combination. His PFF grade was 64 and that's not the end all be-all, but he's not I mean he's not the dominant player he once was, certainly at Alabama and I th- think he's kind of underwhelmed at the NFL level a little bit. So, to me, it Indy's putting that out there cuz they want offers. Hello, if Indianapolis is putting that out there and they're going to start a rookie quarterback, that tells me that they think he's a liability. You got a rookie quarterback, you're not paying anybody else any money and you still want to get rid of Ryan Kelly. Uh, and you've got the GM that's there that dra- drafted him, and 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 uh, what's his name? I, I, I to me, it's just that's fool's gold. I think Monty and company will see through that. Again, I, I wouldn't put it past them if he's available. Do you sign him to a one or two years contract? That's fine. But to take on a price tag of twelve million dollars for a guy who's, I would argue, barely above average right now, at thirty million dollars, it's it's not. I I would argue ben jones to me is is more appealing yeah. i know he's had his concussions people pointed that out you can probably get ben jones on a one-year contract mm-hmm. you could get ben jones to come in and be your placeholder in otas and into the into the summer uh workouts and and into camp and then draft somebody to be the heir apparent maybe mid-season or next season you're taking on 12 million dollars to trade for ryan kelly you're saying well this is gonna be our guy for a little bit i don't think the cardinals want to. we just talked about getting rid of bad contracts cardinals don't have any that immediately becomes one of the worst contracts on the team. So if you was still an ass kicker, eighty PFF grade mall and yeah. people, number one, they wouldn't try to get rid of them before they draft a rookie quarterback. But number two, it wouldn't be available. I just, to me, the, the Cardinals are not in that market anymore. They're not in the market of taking on Robbie Anderson's contract for $12 million and bailing other teams out. They're just not.
1: Yeah. We're in the market of the Arizona Cardinals making any type of move, and we, we understand now that the only way that's going to happen is if Johnny and myself take ourselves off air and then let the Arizona Cardinals make a move immediately afterwards and us having to do an emergency podcast. I can't believe we're, we've made it to the end of a show. We went through a whole day, a show, an entire broadcast without any deals for the Cardinals being reported during I can't during believe, this that. I can believe that. I, well, believe, I believe I believe anything is
0: possible with this franchise. <laughs> Um, But I'm going to keep hope alive that Austin Ford and Gannon, they've got a plan, which we know they have a plan. They can execute on the plan. Hopefully, Monty Austin Ford's a better negotiator than it looks right now. But we're hopeful. I'm hopeful that all of you right now are going to pick up your phones or your smart devices, subscribe to the PHNX Cardinals podcast wherever you get your podcasts. As I mentioned uh, last week, we do some audio-only pods that are exclusive with exclusive content you can't get anywhere else. Only here at the Premium Arizona Cardinal Podcast, the PHNX Cardinal Podcast. For Bob Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We're back manana. If not sooner, stay tuned, everybody.